Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program. It's uh, is today Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. It, it's Thursday, and now we can't reuse this block later. I'm kidding. Okay, pretend like it's not Thursday. Wait, it we is. Just, it no, is no, no. any generic day of the week. No, no, no. It's actually okay. good because right after that we paused. So in we'll any, cut it right there. there we see, go. Just cut it right there. <laughs> see, but the problem is there's music. You guys don't think about that stuff. Uh, you guys said that over music. I can't cut it out when there's music. You could. Well, you know what? Better. If we were reusing the, the show, we cut bad. out the music anyway. However, so. this is only going to re-air tomorrow morning. So we just no have one... to give a shout out for the people listening on Friday morning. Hoot, hoot. Hey. Shout out to you, morning followers. You... Hoot hooted them. I did. <laughs> Here's the deal. They don't even know what we're talking about. But we sometimes. So we we do shows Monday through Thursday, and then we do a best of on Friday. Not anymore. No. We used to, and then nobody told me, so let's now go to our executive producer to tell us what we do. We have scheduled repeats for Friday and Saturday. Scheduled repeats. So we'll reuse the shows that we did on Monday through Thursday. They're scheduled, and they're repeated. Yes. Thus a scheduled repeat. Why are we talking about that? I don't know, Matt. I feel like this is a boring topic. Because I I had a bunch going on. Now, one thing, (laughs) I just got to get out. Um, A lot of people are looking at me, and they're saying, gosh, Matt. You look hot. And I'm like, thanks, mom. Appreciate that. Our mom's great. Moms are the the, I love them. But uh, I'm changing my life, okay? A, I am meditating. I think we've talked about this. Have we talked about this on the show? I don't think so. I'm meditating. Yeah, you mentioned it. And you know what? Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I fall asleep when I do it. So for me, it's working. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to fall asleep. You're supposed to just get deeper and deeper and then open your third eye, whatever that means, because I haven't gotten that deep into the book yet. I think sleep is good for meditation, because if you're clearing your mind, maybe that just means you're relaxed. And 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 let's face it, adults don't get enough sleep, so a few more. The problem, uh, I meditate when I drive. That would be a problem. So when you sleep and you're driving, problem. B, I'm also going to start yoga. I my uh, massage therapist counselor advisor the one that the one that talked person. with you about your energy levels uh, being like, off. Yeah, well, she basically said what is what have you done to your body? <laughs> uh, that which was I thought rude, um, but she said you probably ought to do some yoga. Okay, so here's a deal. Some of you all out there have done some yoga, and I've actually looked at a lot of videos on yoga. My problem, uh, a I'm pretty sure can't do any of those moves, except the squatting dog. If there is a squatting dog, downward dog, downward I dog is the technical term. Is that the de- is that okay? I just knew there was a dog and it was doing something. <laughs> I can't do most of the moves, so I don't want to go to the first class and be the guy that can't do the moves. So I'm doing pre yoga classes to get the YouTube yoga. I'm doing YouTube yoga, uh, and I do it whenever I get a free minute. Actually, I don't. But I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> sitting down, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a whole one hour yoga wait, session. On wait, YouTube. why not sit and get fit? Was that show on PBS called? Yeah, I don't remember. Sit with, and with fit. Different, yeah, with like the the eighty year old lady workout chair. Yeah, yeah. She moves her arms. 
Yeah. So I'm going to start with that. It's it's beginner yoga. But then I really want to do, I think it's called Bikram yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, some call it sweat lodge. Uh, they, put, they put the heat up to 150,000 degrees and then you sweat while you do it. And I'm thinking that's where I'm going to start. You know, on the one hand, that sounds awful. On the other hand, yeah. probably be easier to hit those poses that's now right. that you're You'll all slip slick, right into them. Right? Yeah. Right? Well, there's actually also another kind of yoga. It's like full body yoga where the every single pose, you're engaging every single muscle in your body. You start like with your hands, going all the way down your arms. Yeah, and... I don't want that one. Oh. Okay. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it, it, it is. What's it called? Uh, full body yoga, I think and, is what it's called. Uh, yeah. I thought it was bad that I'd just be sweating for an hour and a half. Nope. If there's anything I've learned with yoga, it gets worse. That's it. <laughs> you don't like – you're an anti-yoga. Yeah, yeah, because – The negative wor- energy is killing oh, me. Don't talk to me about chi. energy. <laughs> um, He's ruining my chi. <laughs> your chi isn't real. My chi. My chi is <laughs> getting your, old. Your chi isn't a thing. No, no. I've worked out a lot, okay? I've, I've tried lots of methods of working out. Have you tried yoga? Recently, I tried yoga, and I think it was the equivalent of wasting my time, but like more than wasting my time. Like, I wasted hours that hadn't occurred yet. See, I think you missed something. Yeah, an an actually effective workout. Did you, let's just get real. Did you take a mat? Yes, I had a mat. You didn't take me. Uh, did you take did you take you know, yoga clothes? You know you know those moments where you see the dog poop and then you step in it? Oh don't that's say that. That's what that was. Oh that that's wasn't that. that. No. <laughs> that was but when you said Matt. Anyway, when I said Matt, I'm like, oh that's my name. Um Matt, you took did you take because um, this is what they told me to bring. Uh loose fitting clothes. Indeed. If I'm doing Bikram yoga, you don't need a shirt. Because they say you're gonna sweat. I can get and then that. I thought to myself, Oh, I'll need a shirt. <laughs> yeah. B, uh, I'm supposed to bring my mat, and C, I'm supposed to bring a water bottle to yeah. hydrate. Yeah, I had water. So you did all those things. And I had peaceful music. Have you ever meditated? Yeah. Does it actually, put you to sleep? Actually, you know, meditation is definitely something that's part of my morning ritual. Is it really? Yes. How cool. I will stop, and I will try not to think about anything. It's no. the best part of my That's morning. That's good. Does that work for you? It really does. Does it get your chi? See, I've now, because of your attitude, I kind of got blue chi. <laughs> and I, want, I don't want blue chi anymore. I want whatever. Green chi? Green chi. <laughs> yeah. Is green chi good chi? I don't know. I just know blue chi, my chi went blue. When is, it, is this like a mood ring? Because that's what it sounds like. That's what this is reminding me of. But I'm just letting you all know this. And part of that is because I'm stating publicly that Matt Townsend is getting um, – I'm, I'm starting a new regimen. And honestly, it's not about getting shape, in shape because if you look at me, how could I do better? You know what I'm talking about? Where, what better shape could What better be? shape could there be? Oh, jeez. This guy's just chomping on this gun. <laughs> Chewing um, his cud. Chewing his cud. So, so here's the deal. I am getting – I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to – and it's going to be mental. I'm getting mental strength. I figured out getting my doctorate – again, not to brag, but I have a PhD. But getting it, you know, beat me up and I'm back. Back. Back, back in <clears throat> the saddle again. <laughs> Enough of me. <laughs> Jessica's in the house. Where have you been, Jess? She used to be on the show. You may have remembered her. She's just... A long time ago. What happened? 
You just disappeared on us. Yeah. And you found a man and you're getting married. Yes, I'm so excited. What's his name? Dallin Littlefield. Dallin Littlefield. I'll be a Littlefield. Yes. (laughs) Black Littlefield. Jessica Jessica Black Littlefield. Uh, That's cute. Uh, When's the date? January 18th. Put it on calendar. Everybody out there. We're actually going to be on a cruise almost the same on my time cruise? as you know. I, I, I looked, though, but you not should. your cruise. I would love to be on your honeymoon. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I was like, man, on my honeymoon. Have with that? I'm going to probably shouldn't bring that up. <laughs> That's cool. Congratulations. Thanks. He's a, he's, a, he's a high school kind of sweetheart. Yeah. We've known each other since seventh grade. Oh, how cute is that? Met on a school bus. You used to have a headgear and you talked like this? Oh, I no. Not quite that. Not quite that classic oh, story, okay. but... <laughs> well, you tried. So uh, I guess we're invited, right? Yeah. Everyone who is listening also. What's for dinner? Gifts. What's for dinner? <laughs> Are we eating something? Uh, I'm sticking to sugar stuff because yeah. we're going to have a lot of people there. She's having a, a Utah wedding where they don't feed people who are oh, nice enough Bryce. to come and bring oh, them gifts. See, by the way, blue chi is coming back. You see that? <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't that be blue red chi? If we're getting some angry colors, yeah. orange, like black oh, yeah. chi. I think it's black more black chi. cheese. Like, yeah, but black cheese sounds like a ninja. Like, hey, what are you? I'm black chi. <laughs> That's true. So you've got like a Gray. dark, like a strong chi. Pale. Then there's red chi. Uh, we call Sky Boy. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good, actually. Really good. I approve of that. So uh, congratulations. Thanks. Proud of you. That's neat. <laughs> It'll be good. Okay. Anyway, so that's this. None of this is the topic of the day. No. Hey, but, Matt. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Did you know that BYU Radio has a website? Tell us about it. It's BYURadio.org. Did you know that the Matt Townsend Show also has a blog attached to it? Mm-hmm. Yep, it does. BYURadio.org, and then click on blog, and then there it is. Why don't we take a picture right now of Skyboy and put it on the blog? Well, it has to be relevant. Well, Actually, but, we don't control the pictures. Someone else. Who wouldn't want to see this? Ah, uh, there it is. There's he just the gave a finger gun point, uh, bang, bang kind and of shot. Chew, he shot it. I just wanted to point out, I haven't uh, said anything, and we are off topic. Usually, you put the blame on me for getting off topic in the A block. Did you know that right before you said something, I was going to get on topic? But then Bryce brought up the block. <laughs> no, and, then, and then right, <laughs> so after, this, so right <laughs> after that, I'm thinking, okay, i got to get on topic, and then you jumped in. I just wanted to point out that I have not gotten us off topic Okay, but today. can I also point one more thing out? You don't have a rundown. I know. And that's I still why, didn't get us off topic. That's why you haven't gotten us off topic. How can I get off topic if I don't even have a rundown to know what the topic is? Anyway, we're going to get on topic now. Check out um, the blog. You're check welcome. out the blog. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. Check out Jessica Black Littlefield's wedding. <laughs> Jessica, are you? where are you going for the holidays? So do you go to the Littlefields or do you go to the Blacks? Okay, relationship coach, you need to tell me because I've been like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know which Today's one. Today's the to. show. This show is for you. Oh, thank you. And your there's long other, lost There's love. other people out there who wonder this. Is I'm it? Sure. This is this is for, because here's the deal. And do you, are you going to bring Mr. Littlefield to your parties for for work and business? Here's the thing: party? he's been gone for two years. This is his first holidays back. Oh, kinda, oh, that's right. He was in the so pokey. either I'm alone or I'm with him. Was he when? So he was in prison. <laughs> Where was he? <laughs> really dark. He's Part of my life. <laughs> um, he was in Africa, Ghana, Africa. Was he really? Yeah, doing a mission. So he was an LDS missionary, got back from Africa, cute little Jessica Black sitting right there, and he's like, marry me. <laughs> and now you're getting married. Yes, we are. Sounds dangerous. Now, 
Christmas comes, and I don't know who to go with. Okay, I'll tell you. It's very simple. Actually, we've got a killer guest today. For anybody out there that's wondering, do I – how do I get to all my family parties and still get to my business parties? And should my wife go? What if she doesn't want to go to my work parties? And what if I – how much time should I take off for work to celebrate these holidays? And I don't want to tick my in-laws off because this is the worst time to tick your in-laws off. Oh, don't tick them off before you're married. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, the, let the wedding ruin that because that's usually where they fall apart. That's when you've got them all in one place mm-hmm. and you don't have to – you don't have to bother them individually. Yeah, it's just a. <laughs> you can just do one fell swoop, take care of it. But it's, it's, it's done. But it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like my my daughter's wedding was a beautiful, rejoicing celebration, and it was beautiful. So now I have a great relationship with my son in law, and now my daughter and my son in law have to go figure out their first holiday. And I'm just saying because I know they're listening. Don't blow this. Go. Where you're loved the most. Mm, that's a healthy that's guilt your trip. Healthy, healthy <laughs> guilt trip. No. Um, but that's a problem. Because see, too, you want to take a vacation, right? So holiday vacation time. But then sometimes you feel guilty because you don't want to leave because I should be working and everyone else is working. And I don't want to be the only one that's not working, but I really don't want to work. Kind of stuff. It's <sighs> sad. I feel like we have a, our favorites. We don't. <laughs> yeah, you have your You favorites. can't say your favorites. No. You can't favor one side. No, just love everyone. Yeah, you can't. Right. <laughs> Blue Chi, knock it. You say you can't favor one side, which is that's a wonderful little social obligation that we like to say back and forth. There's always a favorite. Well, yeah, but you keep that deep in your head. Exactly. But there's always a favorite. Let's not talk like there isn't. But you, you There's can't not, act on it. There really isn't. There's not a favorite child. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you always act on it, but you can't say you're acting on it. <laughs> Do you guys um, check this question out? And and Merritt's going to answer it. Are you guys taking time off from work for the holidays? Skyboy. I thought Merritt was answering. No, she's going to give us the stats. <laughs> oh. I was like, um, not for Thanksgiving. Okay. Except for the day of. Yeah. And okay. then, yeah. Do you know how much time people take off for holidays on vacation time? I don't. Merit. Okay, you ready? Yes. Um, the average number of vacation days a U.S. full-time employee gets after a year on the job is eight. After a year, you get eight, eight. days off? Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. How many do we actually take? Um. Every year, about only about fifty percent of American workers have unused vacation time. So that means that most people use don't don't use. use so half use. Time. Okay. So every year there are one hundred and seventy-five million days that Americans don't take off work when they totally could. Well, and it's paid. Yeah. Like what are it's you doing? Paid vacation. But see, I think we're afraid to. Like well, yeah, Sky. Sky's not afraid to not come into work. See, a lot of people Piece would be a lot of people would be afraid <laughs> to not go to work because they're afraid they lose their job. Yeah, we have like twenty people that want Sky's job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it's one. It's two. I know two that would kill for your job. In fact, they've even asked if they could, if they could kill for me? your job. Or, and I'm like, I'm not sure it would help because it's got to go through HR or whatever. So, okay, but do what you, you got to do. Do what you got to do. I'm just saying. I'm willing to negotiate my job. No, <laughs> it's not yours to negotiate with. Um, 
So why are we not using our hours? That seems crazy. Well, it's kind of an American culture thing. See, the interesting thing is um, the U.S. is the only advanced economy on Earth that doesn't guarantee workers a minimum number of days of paid vacation. Really? Yeah. Everywhere else, every other advanced economy has a certain number of paid vacation days that are mandatory to take off kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. No, except ex- Except as a small business owner. God bless America. Because <laughs> I can't have everyone just taking off three weeks. It's true. How could I take three weeks off if they're all taking three weeks off? Hmm. Way to lead by example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one felt bad for you in that sentence. No one. <laughs> I was trying to see if you'd get it, and it took a while. But uh, So every other economy, uh, like for example, Germany... They take a lot of time off. Yeah, six weeks a year. They get six paid six weeks paid a year. Six paid weeks a year. Well, when do they work? Okay, mm-hmm. well, here's the thing. So it's built into their culture. So every summer, most Germans will take three weeks off because there's a part of summer in Germany where nobody really works. Like well, nothing's open and you just know cow. that. Yeah. And then you can have some time off for Christmas, Easter maybe, two weeks for Christmas, a week for Easter. America needs to be more like that. Well, I think America actually, here's the difference. 65% supposedly of employees are not engaged at work anyway. So I think in America, they just don't pay you to go be disengaged. You just get to sit there all day and earn your disengagement while you're sitting. Yeah, that seems kind of backwards. But see, it might be actually smarter because see, Germany's Uh, paying because here's the deal. If I bet you when they all get back, they're not more engaged. Oh, I think they would be. I would highly doubt it. It's like yoga. You get to refresh your mind. I would highly doubt it. It's not like yoga because they're not sweating at 150 degrees. I don't know. I like America's system, and it might be because I'm a small business owner. This guy shakes his head no. I think you're a Scrooge. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You just call me a Scrooge? I did, but I put just kidding afterwards. Oh, so so. it's better. So it's better. It hurt less. I take her just kidding away. (laughs) You're a Scrooge. Okay, we'll be right back (laughs) with, I guess, Scrooge, the Scrooge Show. On the Scrooge Show. On BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about holiday work and family balance. How do you balance your job with your work? No, that is your work. Your job with your family and your family with your job and the holidays and the expectations because you got to make money and you got to pay for presents. And if you don't make money, you can't pay for presents. I just had a panic attack. Did I just stress you out? Yep. My heart just died. See, you you had racing chi. Racing. Fast cheat. No, um, I Matt. I absolutely think part of our like vacation problem mm-hmm. is there's the the like you know dog eat dog yeah. side to our our work ethic, right. our business world, and so I think some people a lot of times are like, well, I could take this Friday off, and I could take the next Friday off because technically I'm allowed to, but kind of looks lazy. Yeah. And if I look I even a it. shred lazy. Yeah. You don't want to look like a weakling. Yeah. No. Because so then everyone underwear is like, huh, blood yeah. in the water. Just show up, be to work, and uh, play Deer Hunter 2014. Exactly. And, oh, Ooh, wow. Hadn't touched that in like a week. <clears throat> I know, it's right. magical. Magical indeed. So here's the deal. You've put together a little bit of a rant about maybe the key then is 
being a valuable employee? Be valuable. Be valuable. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. So how exactly do you make yourself valuable in the workplace? First off, this is a loaded question. Are we talking valuable in terms of promotability or value as in least likely to be terminated? In a perfect world, these would go hand in hand, but we do not live in a perfect world. So let's take that promotable branch of value. This is more what you'd expect when we're talking about value. This kind of value is the person who effectively and efficiently uses their time and maximizes their ability to produce whatever it is they're supposed to produce. The idea behind this value is that if you're the best, you'll be rewarded the most. But there's a lot of assumptions strewn about. The first one is the assumption that somebody will notice. The second is right on the first one's heels. It's the assumption that someone will care. Bosses do not have to notice and they do not have to care. A third assumption is that if you're good at your current job, you deserve a higher position. It all depends on perspective, really. If you perform spectacularly at your current job, all it means is that you're good at it. Or maybe you aren't challenged enough. And if someone thinks this, chances are you're going to get assigned someone else's work. Don't forget either, a position up the ladder requires a different set of skills. Maybe it builds on your current job, but it probably doesn't. It's all up in the air, and I'm not particularly comfortable leaving so much up to chance. On the other hand, there's the least likely to be terminated branch of value. This one is where things get interesting. The idea behind this is simple. Don't do anything that'll increase your chances of being the next head on the chopping block. And it really comes down to the function of your boss. Some bosses are there to be mentors. If this is the case, feel free to experiment and attempt to achieve above and beyond what is expected of you. But most bosses are there to make sure that nobody disturbs the sleeping dragon that is the legal department. High performance grabs attention, and with attention comes scrutiny. And I know none of us would purposely do something unethical, but we've all overlooked something important at some point in our lives. How often does the euphoria of doubling our expectations turn into the anxiety of an audit? And while we're talking about expectations, how many of you out there have had the best intentions in doing well, only to make your boss look bad? So what I'm saying is, there's wisdom in keeping your head down. I won't go as far as championing mediocrity, but if value is about giving people what they want, why do we always assume that more is more valuable? Think about it, when things take a turn for the worst, and employers have to think of who to terminate, who do you want to be? As much as I would like to be the person that they think, we can't possibly lose him, I'd much rather be the guy who never gets brought up in that meeting because nobody can remember my name. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. You want to be a wallflower? No, 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 no. ninja. Wallflower ninja? Uh, nope, just ninja. Not nope, no walls, no no flowers. You want to be the best in the room. When you're the best in the room, you can say, "I'm taking a year off." And they're all like, "Okay." Um, I don't think anyone can do that. Oh, yeah. Do you want to bet? Matt, have you done that? How many presidents do you know that have taken a year off while they're in the office? <laughs> Most of them. Okay. That's <laughs> my case. But that's us. But we didn't assume but see, the top pro- that they so, were good presidents. You know, remember, this is my favorite quote, if I can ever remember it. Um, uh, superior performance fosters independence of action. When you're a superior performer, you have more freedom to do what you want to do. And I think the upstart young buck gorilla is the one that the alpha male kills first oh yeah well what we're doing we don't call it we don't kill them first we groom them and if they survive then they can be an alpha male too if they die in grooming oh well you tried (laughs) they call that an internship they call that your first three or to five years at an accounting firm oh boy they call that your first years in any company you just pay your dues i don't know i think i'd just rather get destroyed or be self-employed yeah no i'll just let i'll just take my licks from the like just look over the board and look at cute little sky right there adorable 
He's yawning. His eyes are half closed. And he's like a dolphin. He can turn yeah. off one side of his brain when he doesn't want to use it. Yeah, it's he even makes that. It's weird when his tongue hangs out. One sound. Style. He makes that same sound. But here's the deal: when we send him out to the real world, if he doesn't get hit by a bus crossing the street Success. to get into the real world, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to the dude because he's literally got a lot to learn. I'm trying to teach him here. Under my wing. You're trying to gently hit him with buses here instead yes. of have him severely a gentle get hit with chi a bus. bus. We call it. Ah, oh, back to chi. To teach him, but instead he's going to go out into the real world and could suffer. We, could we use the ding every time chi is used now? From here on, chi is the new ding. There it is. There we go. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jennifer Armitstead is going to be joining us, and uh, she's going to teach us about how to balance holiday work and family. How to make sure you keep your employers happy and simultaneously, you know, keep life and the rest of the world happy. And maybe be a wall ninja if you want to be. Or maybe just be exceptional. I don't know. We'll talk to the pro. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're talking holiday work and family balance. You know, it's hard to keep balance in work and family and the holidays, keep the in-laws happy. You know when you sit around the turkey table and you're just enjoying that perfect little piece of white meat and you get cranberry sauce on it and all that exciting stuff? You know someone's going to lean over and say, so, Sky, have you got a job yet? You know they're going to ask that. I board off the Matt Townsend show. See, and look at the proud way you said that. <laughs> that is what you want to be able to say. You want to be able to look him in the eyes. And you want to say, hey, I board up the Matt Townsend show or whatever job you do. So we want you to feel good about yourself. We want you to be able to get through the holidays. So we thought, who, who to bring in? Who better? Jennifer Armitstead's our great friend. She's been on the show, I think, a thousand times. But even more importantly, she is a career coach. You got to go start following her on Twitter at Career Coach Jen. Career Coach Jen, and she's a blog contributor to Forbes. Uh, Sky calls it Forbes, and she also has a website, MovingForwardSolutions.com. But Jen has coached thousands of people to take their career to the next level, and now you're going to teach us how to a stay employed through the holidays because there's expectations. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that fifty percent of the people don't even take their vacation time? Yeah. That's messed up. I know it really is. Why do you think that is? Because that doesn't seem, it seems crazy. It's free money. It is. But why? But why? Well, it's because most people are so scared about losing their jobs and worried about what do I do to make sure I get it all done. And so they put it off and put it off and put it off. And then you get to the crunch time. And I know in a lot of companies, there are people who want to use it, but then everybody's cashing out at the same time. Everyone can. Yeah. So you have to have coverage and whatnot. Which means you have to plan ahead. Imagine that. Planning ahead? What? (sighs) See, um, what's going to happen here, and I know it. I just know it. This team, we have a team of a lot of people, they're probably going to all start bringing me presents. They'll give me gifts, candy, food, whatever they can for Christmas. And they think that that's how they're going to win me over. Mm. 
And they're right. <laughs> they're right. You guys listening to this? So is that the way we do it, Jen? We just yeah. kind of suck up and... Mm-hmm. Is that how you do it? Well, I, I would perhaps recommend that you start earlier in the year planning for what you want to or do with your vacation time. Or even gifts all year. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, find out what your boss's wish list is on Amazon and just, just start buying <laughs> start, the stuff. Start buying. <laughs> hey, can I see your Amazon password? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have this sent to your house. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to all of this. But Jen, for reals, mm-hmm. holiday spirit at work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very distracting. Sure. Kids have programs. You got stuff you got to do. You got to go shopping. You're still supposed to work. How do we do it all? Okay. So first of all, we just call off the holidays. Wouldn't that be... Let's just pass them up. We really don't need them. No, I mean, and again, a lot of people hate them. Yeah. Like I have a lot of people saying, I hate the holidays. (laughs) And that's like, seems like not the point. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Sure. We call that holiday chi. Holiday chi? Chi. Okay. Sorry, uh, I had to reach across. It's just a bad energy. It's bad holiday energy. Okay, I see. Because yeah. I'm doing yoga and stuff like that. Nice. Good to know. Meditation. Yeah, we ought to talk about it. All right. I know you're into healthy stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So holiday chi, how do we not get distracted? Okay, so at when it comes to work, you certainly want to schedule your time so that you can plan to fit these things in. Like you were just saying a yeah. moment ago about having kid little events. Right? Oh, yeah. So you've got your kids that are in school and they've got these fun little recitals and things. You're going to go see your kid dressed up as like a Hanukkah cl- yeah. candelabra or yeah. Christmas tree or whatever it is. And so certainly finding out what those things are in advance. Yeah. And so, for example, I know myself when I, um, when I used to manage a team of people, I hated it when people would come to me last minute with the, some requests. I need to take off tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock because little Johnny is going to be in the Christmas something or another yeah. at school. I'm like, you just found out. They're like, no, 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 no. Actually, I knew about it weeks ago, but I just didn't think about asking you. I forgot. And so I just remember just, you know, certainly fiery darts yeah. from my eyes to naughty my employees. List. Yeah. You put I'm it like, on the naughty list. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, think about this ahead of time. So here we are next week's Thanksgiving. And so um, go to your school, find out from the teachers now, what are those things that are coming up? Because after Thanksgiving particularly, we're going to see a lot more of these holiday yeah. event things that are going on. Is so, there is there too much you could do? I mean, it seems like, because the holidays just kind of, they keep creeping into whatever time you give. Right. So how do you know how much time I should give? To the holiday plans? Well, to like my family and my work, because it's like, it's this weird balance of... I could always go to more kids' things, always, mm-hmm. right? Sure, and I yeah. could always be home and go. There's so many things. But then you have this fear, like, I really want to be valuable. How do I mm-hmm. know how much mm-hmm. spirit is enough yeah, spirit? Definitely. So I um, I typically look at it as um, one family event and one business event a week through the month of December. Okay. So, for example, if you hear about, let's say, for example, at your company, they're having a party. Yeah. They're going to have it the second week of December. It'll be on a Thursday night. Uh, you and your spouse come. It'll be a dinner thing. And you know, maybe they give out some Christmas yep. bonuses or just go to a nice restaurant or whatever it is. And so that's that event for the week that's business related. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, just you know, So you have it planned. Yeah, yeah. especially if it's, your, if it's right. your own employer, plan for that. But then let's say um, before that, you hear about some other networking Christmas party. You know, you've got. You hear about some yeah. nice swanky business downtown that's throwing a really nice um, she-she Christmas party, something or other, lots mm-hmm. of appetizers. It'll be really great for your career to go network with people. Well, if it's on Tuesday and you already have a thing planned on Thursday, 
just you just know that you're going to have to pass that one up and uh, because you're, you yeah. need to go to the one that's more important. Right. But then also that week, if you hear about something like, let's say you have your local church thing, you yeah. know, on a Saturday morning, they're doing a Christmas breakfast type of a thing. Yeah. And then um, and then you hear about um, something else in your that perhaps your family members want to go Christmas caroling or go look at Christmas lights. So just pick one thing, right. because if you put too much in your calendar, your family gets so stressed out oh, and you man. get stressed out. So just think one business, one personal. And then week. if you have two of you working, look at just how complicated oh, that sure, is. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. So now you've doubled it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you have two different churches, doubled. Yeah, right. And if, you have, if you're a blended family, quadrupled. Mm-hmm. See, that's where people die. Yeah, exactly. That's what will kill the holiday season. <laughs> but it really, because it starts compounding, doesn't uh-huh. it? it? Then does. there's, there's, it almost seems like, and maybe part of this is, um, I guess, who I am as an employee and how I approach my job. Also, just that paradigm is going to impact all of this, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like how I see. Right. Do I feel confident in my job or do mm-hmm. I feel like I've been lacking? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that's the time to be buying a bunch of fruit cakes and, you know, yeah. taking them to the bosses and whatnot. But, yeah, it's end of year is always a good time anyhow to reflect and say, okay, what could I have done better in this last year yeah. and make some plans for the for the new year. But, yeah, during the holidays, if – people's mentality starts to kind of, you know, lessen a little bit and kind of get a little less stressed about business because we're more in holiday mode. That doesn't mean that it gives you license to just start Mm -mm. slacking and whatever. And so, but look for opportunities where you can make a difference. And so I've seen some people who've decided to take on the company's like service project. So perhaps the company will sponsor a family from a local elementary school, you know, so they want to do like a secret Santa Mm -hmm. or, you know, something. So look for those opportunities. Um, But you pretty much fairly soon want to make sure you have that nailed down. I mean, most, most of that kind of stuff is determined first part of November. So you're saying right now, like Mm -hmm. even for the Christmas holiday and stuff, we Mm -hmm. should be thinking ahead about, are we going to be doing activities like that? But I should be getting my time off by now. Mm -hmm. We should be on that right now for the Christmas holiday. You should have been on this for Thanksgiving a month ago. A month and two ago. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And so then that way you can also look at it and say, okay, well, um, so-and-so and and I share this particular important client, so we can't both be gone. So I'll cover the first half of the week. Um, and so he can go have time and then and then the other person can cover the second half of the week, you know, so you kind of find that balance. Yeah. But then with New Year's, then you perhaps so if one of you kind of um, has to eat the Christmas holiday, so to speak, yeah. then maybe then the other person gets the New Year's holiday. Oh, interesting. You know? So you, so you rotate kind of, it. Yeah, that that seems fair. Mm-hmm. Have you ever um, you don't do this because you're not uh, you're not petty um, <laughs> like me. But I I remember trying to get to. Everyone at my company back in the day, not my company, the company I worked for, everyone said that they were going to work through the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing it like, what? We're all working through the holidays because I wasn't going to work. I mean, like I thought everyone was taking it off. And uh, so I decided all these days I was going to work and I showed up and no one was there. Oh. Like they weren't there. I was ticked. Like now I'm there. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> then I'm like, well, maybe it'd look good if I acted like I was, I'd done something, but... <laughs> And then I'm like, why am I the only one here? Like, did I not get the memo of when yeah. everyone was? But it's it's this need to like look good mm-hmm. and balance and get your job done. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes that's just it. You're trying to get your job done, and also balance the expectation of everyone else. How? Sure. How do I know what my boss wants? For like, as far as like, the what's your commitment expectation? Because like, like people are setting, and then no one shows. 
Well, that's – pro- well, and in that situation, they probably said it because somebody was standing nearby that they wanted to – That's probably you – know. yeah, I was new back then. <laughs> the new guy shows up. Right. Yeah. And so I think that there's – I mean setting the expectations. Quite honestly, if that stuff hasn't already been determined now as far as what, what you know is important to your boss, yeah. you, you're, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. I mean really, right. it's, there's a reality that you need to know that stuff long before the oh, holidays yeah. hit. And so the – but if you know that, for example, that for your boss it's really – Really important and it's really critical that there's coverage to take yes. care of, let's say, some customers who are international and they are going to be busy during the holidays right. or something, then then you know, okay, what do we got to do to take this? But quite honestly, you would have known that before you, you even took the this. job, right. you know? And so that shouldn't be something new that's all of a sudden landing in yeah. your lap here coming up on Christmas. Well, and there's some jobs you're just not going to get away from. The medical industry, mm-hmm. EMS, certain sure. jobs, yep. your lines, you know, um, machining lines, any kind of line where they're building something, stuff doesn't stop. We don't stop. Mm-hmm. We keep going. But there's a benefit, too, because there's more pay. Well, sure, yeah. Usually there is Holiday pay. pay. Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes it can be double or triple what your normal hourly rate is. See, so this is so. actually a good time to start <laughs> sure. making some yeah. moves. So if you don't like your your family, it's right. perfect. Just go be like, sorry, I got to work. work. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and then take that extra money and go treat yourself to something later. I don't it's know. It's <laughs> so true. So true. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to take a break, but I want you thinking about a, an answer, and I need you to answer it. It seems like uh, we always hear people say, yeah, everything kind of shuts down through the holidays, which is like in my business, my business kind of goes dead in the holidays. Nobody wants to mess up their marriages <laughs> during the holidays. Sure. So they're all like, let's just wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll fight this later. Yeah. Um, should people be looking for jobs? Through the holidays, or are, is everyone done? And no, no HR people are out there reading resumes. Because if you're unemployed and you got to go, you know, 45 days, should we still be looking for a job? Should I put in an application? I need you to answer that. Jennifer Armistead's going to answer that when we come back. She's the coach. You go check her out at Twitter at Career Coach Jen. Uh, she's consulted with companies. She's big on employee engagement and recruiting. She knows how to retain the right employees. She's done it all. She's our career coach. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with Jennifer Armitstead and her answers right after this. back, everybody. The Matt Townsend Show today. We're talking holiday work and family balance. You know, how do you balance it all? How do you keep your job? How do you keep your head above the water? Who better to do that than um, our great coach, our career coach, Jennifer Armitstead, is joining us. She's coached thousands of people to take their career to the next level. She's known for her unique ability to help people determine their personal brand and career direction. She's also a guru, guru of networking. She's a networking guru and um, you can go check her out. Follow her. Uh, she's a thought leader on Twitter. Go to at career coach Jen. And she also can be found on her website, moving forward solutions.com moving forward solutions. Jen, welcome back, my friend. Thank you. So answer the question. Is this a good time for people to be looking for jobs? It seems like everyone would turn it off. Uh, it seems like all the HR people are just now worried about, you know, wearing their Christmas sweaters 
Absolutely. And setting up all the company parties. Should sure. we look for jobs? Yes, because this is a time where a lot of people actually think that it's a bad time, so they will also start backing off. But yeah, so it's so the a good competition time. decreases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so competition decreases, but also people's um, charity increases. So oh. at companies, people are feeling more charitable in general, and so they'll perhaps be more willing to have a conversation with you. Um, yes. But do be sensitive about the fact about yeah. like human resources is always going to be the de- yeah. you know the de facto team on the company that will take care of the company parties. And so that's, and I tell people, if you're looking for a job, don't even talk to HR. Avoid it as much as you can. Really? Because they're gatekeepers. Oh, you go to recruiters though. Well, no, I I say go to the managers. So if you want to be in a, you know, work in accounts receivables at a company, go talk to the accounting manager, go talk to the controller, the CFO. Kind of go build the relationship. Mm -hmm. This is, so in the business, this is actually great because things do calm down a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. People are a little nicer, less Mm -hmm. Mm Scrooge-oriented. And um, Sky just gave me the stink eye. Did you see that? Sky. Do you love Scrooge or something? No, he thinks I'm Scrooge. That's the one. Oh. Tell him to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to him. Okay. (laughs) Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Um, But but that's a cool idea. Go network with the other departments in your Mm -hmm. own company that you want to be in. Sure, definitely. Or or even if you're outside of the company and you want to, you know, so you can contact those people. So, for example, back to the accounting example. If you know that there's a networking organization in your area that special that's for accountants or whatnot, right. they'll probably have some kind of a holiday social this time of year. Party. Perfect time to go and connect and you know see all those accountants let their hair down, yeah. you know, go crazy at the, at the holiday party, <laughs> which doesn't happen. Anyhow, yeah. but but what I'm saying is that this is such a great time to be connecting with people. But don't expect to get a job during this time. Yeah. Your job will probably start the first or second week yeah. of January if everything goes through. It seems like if you put your resume into a company, it might just float. Mm-hmm. But you're saying, but go in and network. Talk to people. What about yes. this? Because I think this is just such a brilliant idea. And I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. I would get a really big envelope. I'd fill it with Christmas glitter. <laughs> I'd put my resume in it. Maybe a video of me. <laughs> doing whatever I do, and then I'd turn it into HR, and I'd say, open immediately for Christmas. And then they'll open it, and glitter will go everywhere, and they'll remember you. Sky, do you have some kind of buzzer fail button, something? or <laughs> That wouldn't work? No. I no, heard HR loves not. glitter. No glitter. <laughs> Big, glittery packages. No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> I can just see you like picking glitter off your oh. dress for the next year. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be everywhere. It'll be right. everywhere. Don't say no I glitter. Yes. Okay, well, that's yes. what I would have done. Um, I've seen creatives, though. Um, people who are in the creative departments of companies do fun things to get their foot in the door. Like this they? one guy delivered a pizza and had a pizza delivered and put his resume in like a plastic sleeve and taped it on the inside of the cover of the pizza and had it delivered to the marketing department. What a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you could do you could, yeah. But I guess you, you need a pizza because then it's legit. You don't want like yeah. just send them some bread. <laughs> no, <laughs> They're like, yeah. don't eat that bread. <laughs> right. HR is not going to. Yeah, love and that don't fruit. send the fruitcake, right? Yeah, don't send the fruitcake. No. That's a great idea. No, but so be you, creative. Yeah. yeah, you could be creative. Anything that stands yeah. out. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you can do those types of things, but yeah, no, no, no glitter, please, people. Uh, yeah, no glitter. Well, you know, but um, what do you do? unless you want to apply here to work at the Matt Townsend <laughs> yeah. show, then that's all right. I don't answer the mail. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you want. Send glitter. Send your glitter. Um, okay, so 
do apply. Don't expect that you're going to get the job. Correct. But get it in there and, mm-hmm. and network. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially because you, the people who need to make decisions are not going to be around to sign things. So That's especially true. after December 15th, things really start to – you'll yeah. see people not being in the office as much. Yeah. And so for the people who are going to sign off on the requisition to hire you, they're not going to be around. Right. So so just be you know be prepared for that, but still great time to connect with people. Yeah. People will let their guard down a little bit more. And then also even just talking with people that work at the company. So yeah. even if they're not in a position to hire you, but they can give you information about the company. This is, a great this is a good idea. time, really good time. Well, and again, everyone's got a better feeling. Sometimes you can sneak further into a company mm-hmm. because there's just – Certain sure. systems are down. Yeah, the right. guard dogs are down. <laughs> um, answer this one because with the smartphone, it just seems like we never get away from work now. Because mm, if so my true. phone's a work phone, how do I? What am I supposed to do for the holidays with my work phone? Okay. Like, I mean, if I'm a doctor, I got to answer the phone. But it also seems like I I could be very open to every call all mm-hmm. day and still work all through the holidays. Mm-hmm. How do I? Do I dare turn it off? Well, I think you have to find out from your own employer. employer. I mean, there, you What's may just expected, have yeah, yeah. exactly what the expectations are. I think that the holidays, um, I've talked to a number of people who actually love taking a break from family time. So, yeah. for example, oh, you have yeah. somebody who will take the, the week from Christmas to New Year's off. And I've seen a number of people who have actually taken one of those days and have gone into the office because they know it's going to be a lighter staff yeah. and clear out their inbox purge yeah. their office and yeah. get ready for the new year and so they love it because it's actually that chance and they're and at that point they're like okay i've had enough of family oh yeah i can't go see one more movie or you know eat yeah. one more left that's where you could vacuum sandwich. your glitter that's all <laughs> yes. over your floor yes, absolutely. clean off your desk i think that's a great idea and then save the glitter for new year's party that's right just put see? it together and send it back i can see again um the breaks so it's not an either or you can you can still have a week with your family mm-hmm. and go in for a morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could do it. You could go. I always go to the library. Nice. Yep. And just take my laptop mm-hmm. and nobody bothers you there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So you can find ways to kind of break away. And in a way, it's kind of it's nice to break it up a little bit. Yep. And knowing that you just went into the office from, let's say, from 10 to noon and then you're going to go meet family for lunch or something. Right. You know, that's that's awesome. But with the smartphones, um, because we're also used to using them, you know, think about how we're constantly checking Facebook or we're getting um, emails or things that are even our own personal that are coming in right. our smartphones. And yep. so um, a lot of us are used to it. I recommend to people try not to have your smartphone out with you because it is family time. I mean, at the end right. of our lives, we're not put on this planet to be an employee. We're yeah. part of families. You know, of course, being an employee helps us to have money and to do things and whatever helps us with personal and professional development. But just put your phone away. I love that. You know, just set it, just put it in your purse, leave it in your jacket and, you know, put your jacket on in the closet, you know, whatever it is when you're going somewhere. Um, and then, then that way just Get it away from yourself, mm-hmm. right? And so, because for so many of us, if we have it nearby, we will check it. Oh, yeah. And if you're checking it all the time, you're not present for your friends right. and your family. And so, what's the point of getting together in the first well, place? Well, imagine you have a week off and then you spend hours of it thinking about a client mm-hmm. because you got an email from a client. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess in the end, uh, you're still not going to be able to deal with it, deal it, deal with it till you get back on Monday. So yeah, perhaps you may not. Oh, and I think the rest of it is setting expectations with your family to say, Mm -hmm. hey, I need to still check on some work emails or whatever. So what I will do is I'll get up an hour early. 
I'll check emails. You know, before everybody gets up, I'll, let me just bunch of email whatever it is I need to do. Yeah. Follow up on things. Maybe there's some reports that I need to review or whatever. So take care of that. And then when family's up, great. Put your phone away. Put your laptop away. And then go cook family breakfast. Do、mm. your thing. But then and then maybe say okay, but I need that from seven to eight, and then the end of the day from four to five, I need to be able to check my emails or do work as well. But if but hold that time and make sure that you do it right.、Yeah. So if your family members come up to you and say, we know you said you were going to do that. But we're going to go to a movie. It starts at three forty. You know, can you come with us and say, well, can we find a different theater instead?、Right. Because we had committed that I would get this stuff done. And all that is that's just managing expectations. But、yeah. if you set that stuff up in advance. It's a lot easier for people, you know, to to work with you and to manage those expectations. It's really,、uh, and I mean, there's just some jobs you're just, you're never you're never going to get around、mm-hmm. that you're going to work.、Right. I've worked holidays.、Mm-hmm. I've worked on a Christmas Eve. I've gone back and produced a show on Christmas,、uh, not Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day. Not good.、Mm-hmm. But the reality is, there's a benefit for pay, and it also means usually next year you won't have to. <laughs> kind、Sometimes. of. Let's、yeah. get in the rotation、yeah. <laughs> thing.、Um, how do I get my family to buy into my job and my need to kind of work? Sometimes, like people are really mad and people、mm-hmm. are really disappointed because dad's got to go run a truck driving job and go run a three day job,、mm-hmm. and he's doing it to make money for the family.、Mm-hmm. Yet everyone's mad because he's. Working. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I um, it's 2013 people, and I kind of think the Norman Rockwell expectation of what the holidays are just we、it's、really、changing. can't expect it、yeah. anymore. It's just a different world. So, if that's the case, then perhaps you plan to do Christmas starting on do an, December 27th.、Right. You know what I mean? And do a special thing then.、Yeah. And so,、um, especially with blended families and all sorts of other、yeah. situations, you're going to have you know combinations of schedules anyhow.、Right. And so, and like you were saying a moment ago about getting on the rotation. So maybe this year, if you're running the The load, you know, maybe your partner who can run it the next year,、right. you know, or, or however that looks. And so,、um, but yeah, to be flexible、mm-hmm. and and just recognize and what those are. And it might upset. Maybe I run all the first of December and you don't see me for fifteen days.、Mm-hmm. But relax. Yeah, you'll see me for fifteen later. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But that also means planning, and we got to be have our head、mm-hmm. in the game.、Mm-hmm. Man, Jen, where have you been all my life? Walking me through my my work and family conflicts, Jennifer Armitstead's joining us at Career Coach Jen is how you find her on Twitter. Check out her website, MovingForwardSolutions dot com. She's the career coach. We're going to come back. She's going to talk a little bit more about holiday parties. What should we,、uh, you know, should we set down some guidelines for our spouses before they meet our boss and、uh, stuff like that? We're also going to get into just, you know, what should you tell family about your career if it's not moving as well as you'd like it to. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with Jen Ar- Jennifer Armitstead right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. The Matt Townsend Show. We're talking holiday work and family balance. And、uh, off air, I've been talking to Jennifer about my yoga career.、Uh, she brought up a really good, point. <laughs> a really good point. So my fear was like I didn't want to go squeaking on my mat 
because I'm sweating in this sweaty yoga class. Okay. Yeah. But Jennifer filled me in because I'm like, I'll just I'll just sneak in on the back row, and then she made a really good point. What was the point, Jen? That at some point they're all going to turn around and be looking toward the yeah. back, and then you'll be the front row. The back becomes the front. Mm-hmm. See, scary. I know. Because then I'd just be like totally stuck with my leg over my head. <laughs> Oh, we'd all pay good money for that, Matt. That's so good. <laughs> 900 calories they lose doing that, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was no joke. I know. See, that's another thing that I've seen yoga classes at work. You know, some companies yeah. offer, hey, It's not yoga. hot yoga, though. It's not hot yoga. No. But, you no. know, I have a feeling if I was there, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and not because wow. I'm hot, just because I sweat like crazy. <laughs> I sweat like crazy. Nice. Matt, this isn't hot yoga. Oh, it sure feels like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I also wear like turtlenecks and stuff. Oh, yeah. That'll be very comfortable for hot yoga. Do that. I have this huge wet turtleneck on. <laughs> Gross. Oh, man. We're having fun today, kids. We're talking holiday, uh, you know, balancing holiday work time schedules with your family. Jen, you know, go to her website, movingforwardsolutions.com. She's a blogger contributor or blog contributor to Forbes blog. Uh, and as a career thought leader on Twitter at Career Coach Jen, she's done it all. She's consulted, mm-hmm. she's led, she's managed, she's coached, she's even fired people. Oh yeah. And you're you were a recruiter forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you know what years. it takes to mm-hmm. get a job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Glitter, not the way. Definitely not. Okay. Hot yoga <laughs> is is by the way, is a hot yoga class a good place to network with someone like your boss. No. <laughs> I have a feeling if my boss Not walked in when I was doing hot yoga, I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Especially yeah. since you're not supposed to be talking. That's true. You know? You're not supposed to talk. Yeah. And then there's no easy exit right. from a hot yoga right. class. Yeah. <laughs> you slip slide across yeah. the floor. Right? <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> oh, yeah. <boy. laughs> That's sad, but totally true. See, I've got a very vivid imagination, so I can see that. Uh-huh. And I've never even taken a yoga class. And I have several. You've done a so lot, so you can it. see that. Slipping all the way out. That's why I was thinking of just doing it on YouTube, alone in my room. But there's something, I guess, about having a bunch of other sweaty people watching you. Yes, absolutely. Scary. Okay. Jen, help me with this. Okay, you ready for the next question? I'm ready. What do you think about this idea? Like, okay, there's this weird moment where you have a personal life Mm -hmm. and you have a work life. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times, never the twain shall meet. (laughs) Right? Never Never the two come together. And then there's this one weird time, maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, a company party in the summer, whatever they do, Mm -hmm. and a Christmas party, Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden people you spend every day with finally meet your wife and Mm -hmm. your wife's like, really? Mm -hmm. That's the guy. (laughs) That's that's your boss. Okay. What should I do to get my wife or my spouse Mm -hmm. prepared to meet the man or the woman, the leader, Mm -hmm. the jefe? Okay. What do I do? Well, definitely want to give them the the lowdown on who they are, right? Don't look at his whatever. (laughs) Don't look at his hand or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The unibrow, it's just there. We just look past it. So, um, and and perhaps even go to the company website and show your significant other a picture of this is the boss. This is the C suite, right? right? So here's our CFO, here's the CEO, here's the VP and the directors, et cetera. And so, and if it's not on the company website, maybe it's on LinkedIn. You can look at their picture, right? And so then that way they know who it is. 
is because what if you go to the company party and your significant other is going to meet you there yeah, later? Right. And so, and what if they're walking in and they're in the elevator with the boss and they don't and know they don't it's the boss it, and right. they say something yeah. or they, you know, they, oh, and then also when you go to the company parties, like be polite, yeah. right? So as you're pulling into the parking lot, don't cut somebody off right. because, you know, the person you're going to cut off is the boss. Yeah, no, exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and dress appropriately. Dressing appropriately is very important. We so. had an issue with Skyboy with that. Oh, and Ooh. HR got involved. But yeah, you want to dress appropriately because, you know, I mean, this is a weird. I actually have talked to a company, did a speech for a company where they had to, they were very strict about how much to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, because a, a lot will go party. Right. And then they're getting drunk and you're getting drunk in front of your bosses mm-hmm. and your executives. And sometimes you are the executive. You need to re- respect yourself enough to not go get plastered. Right. With all your coworkers, I guess, just because you can. Right. And and if your significant other has a drinking problem, yeah. then I I would even recommend that you don't even bring them. Yeah. Because if you if there if that tendency is there, it's yeah. it's unfortunate, but you, you might oh, just have huge. to totally honor that yeah, and recognize totally. it for what it is. But there's definitely the reality that I have seen people do like the funny um, Christmas sweaters. You know, where it's like nobody else knows they're doing it, but you'll have like one team that'll show up in the funny Christmas sweaters. So there's a lot of fun things that you can do. So um, so if your team's going to do that, get your significant other Mm -hmm. in on it, because what sucks for them is that they show up and they're like, oh, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't know that I was supposed (laughs) to do this. So then they feel even more out of place. So if there's anything you can do to kind of bring them up to speed on what the situation is. And it's not a lamb to slaughter thing. You're not like bringing your wife into this should be. This is what I do every day. This yeah. is what's so fun. I mean, right. it's a cool moment of closure. Like, oh, that's who, mm-hmm. that's what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And oh, this is who you've been complaining about every <laughs> Oh, that's, you're totally right. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> like I look at my wife, my wife would probably network much better than I would. She'd meet more people. Mm-hmm. But you, but some planning ahead of time would be very helpful. Sure, definitely. And for that matter, if you know, for example, let's say you're let's say you're working and your significant other is looking for a job. Yeah. And so you're going to your company party. Right. And you know that there, let's see, a coworker of yours, their significant other works at a company that you think would be great for your spouse. Right. And so. Talking about that ahead of time and planning for that ahead of time, yeah, you, you can actually make yeah. an introduction oh, that, again, people's guards down, right? Yeah. They're more charitable feeling. And so it can just help to kind of get conversations Such going. Great... And so just a little bit of forethought ahead of time. And that doesn't mean you're in the minivan driving over there looking up things right. on your smartphone. I'm not talking about that no, kind of really planning. No, really planning. Like planning Have ahead a of time. plan. Mm-hmm. Have a plan for how you're going to move your career. And mm-hmm. what's cool is if your spouse is bought in on the plan, mm-hmm. so much easier to work later, so much easier yes. to do things you need to to do because mm-hmm. we're bought in on the plan. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I like and it. so, and then if it's at any kind of like if it's at the boss's house, yeah, you know, if they're doing that kind of a party, you don't must steal anything. Don't steal anything. Yeah, don't bring glitter either. <laughs> um, don't be that person. Glitter bomb them. But the but bring a gift. And so that's a very appropriate thing okay. to do. Is bring, so that's a so, whole other thing. And so, and don't be trying to do the whole one-up men thing, yeah. you know, where you're you're bringing, you know, yeah. some five thousand dollar Rolex watch right. or that something like happen. that. But something that's very appropriate. So whatever you can do, like so, for example, if you're a man that's working and your wife is going to do the Christmas shopping, and you know she's going to go out and find a gift to bring for the, yeah. for your boss right. and and his wife or whatever. So you want to make sure educate your wife as much as you can about what would that gift, right. you know, what what is the Candy apples. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have teeth. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> just, so, you know, just gum it. Yeah. But yeah. it really is that, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, because you don't, and you want it to be respectable. Mm-hmm. 
But it's not necessarily going to just be like a teacher's gift that you just give your kid's teacher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not Here's one of those Hershey's little gift. chocolate orange things that you whack on the table right. and it pops exactly. open. No, you know, do Maybe a little bit more. Bigger. Yeah. A little bit bigger. See, oh, I'm so bad at that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why you just got to follow, follow Jen because Jennifer will go just – what's it called? What's your website? Where is it? Oh. Moving Forward. Moving Forward Solutions. Go there, and then you can just email her and ask her, what should I take to my boss? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he likes this, and he likes this, and he likes this. Mm-hmm. Okay, answer this one. Uh, go to the Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. You've been laid off. Okay? Can't find a job. You've, you've tried. You try. You've, you've done seven glitter bombs. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there with that uncle that's really rich, that's really kind of like snarky and you know, everything's mm-hmm. about money. And he's like, oh, so uh, still don't have a job, huh? Okay, there's that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, take it away, coach. You grab the mashed potatoes and you huck it at him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just ignore it. Isn't that, because that's a moment we're all going to run into. Yeah, and some of us sure. aren't super proud of our careers. And mm-hmm. if you're not proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even if you are working and you're just yeah. in a job that you're underemployed or yeah. maybe you're a recent college grad right. and you graduated this last June and here it is November and you still haven't found a job yet. I mean, oh. there's you're, all these situations will yeah. apply. And so I think part of it is people don't want to hear you complain. Right. But right. they want to hear that you're actually trying to do something. Yeah. And but, so yeah. so you might say, for example, oh, I've been doing a bunch of um, I've been really targeting, uh, let's say, the medical device industry. And so I've actually narrowed it down to a couple of really interesting companies. I've done a lot of research yeah. on them, um, you know, and then you can actually turn it into a conversation and say, hey, Mr. Snarky Rich Uncle. Yeah. Do you know, you know, do, you know, talk to me about what your experience has been in the medical device industry. So now all of a sudden you're getting it away from talking about you oh, to yeah. talking about them. And Switch people it. love oh, to yeah. talk it's about rich themselves. snarky guy would love yeah. that. Right. I uh, it's I that's so interesting to me because um, what if all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I'm not I'm not loving my career. But if I don't to not love your career and to not have a plan mm-hmm. is kind of hopeless. Yeah. But to not love your career but to have a plan, mm-hmm. there's something really powerful there. Right. So part of it, I guess, and this, every one of these things seems to go back to think, mm-hmm. yeah. plan, get, <laughs> yes. get a plan. You see, it's the coach in you. But it's the idea that there's a solution. Mm-hmm. And if so if you have a problem, a problem's not a problem if you have a solution. Right. Or a plan of how we're going to get the solution. Yes, right. But a problem's a problem if you're solutionless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and the problem is really it's showing up in your life to show you this, that it needs attention, yeah. right? And right. so and, – and you may not have the answers, so you might need to get answers from other people yeah. and get help from other people. And so often many of us do. It's our personal network of people that help us find jobs. Yeah. And so by – zeroing in and saying, I'm focusing on the medical device industry. I love that. Then people all of a sudden in their head, they go, oh, okay. And I they know, start, yeah, they, exactly. So they go through that Rolodex in their mind and they start thinking, oh, you know who we need to talk yeah. to is my neighbor Bob, Bob over here. And I used to work with this gal named Ann and I know she's in the medical. So now all of a sudden they are happy to help you. Yeah. And it turns it away from... You are broken. You are bad. Right. Your career is a mess. You're not taking care of your family because you don't have – it gets away from that and instead turns it into what are we doing to solve the problem? And mm-hmm. it turns it into solution mode. Love it. What about the guy – and I've been this guy – that was on his fourth startup mm-hmm. in a row. And you're like – but you know, and, and then everyone's like, so what are you doing? I'm just working on this multi mm-hmm. whatever. And um, in your head, you're like, I'm just trying to look – 
I just want them to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what I'm doing, but I'm on another startup. And they give you that blank look. We're like, oh, well, good luck with that one. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. How do you know professionally when your desire to have your own thing has reached a point where you actually might need a mm-hmm. job? Mm-hmm. Sure. And there's, in my opinion, there is nothing wrong with having a job to fill the gaps right. while you're creating no something on the sure. side. I see so many people do that right. successfully yeah, because you still need to you know, pay right. the bills. There's, there's nothing wrong about that. But if you are not working full time and you're this perpetual entrepreneur that, you know, the quote unquote entrepreneur that's not really an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's never you really know, hit. Yeah. Like they haven't yeah. figured out that an entrepreneur is all about coming with an idea, creating systems and yeah. letting other people do it. Right. That's an entrepreneur. Yeah, no. truly is. Most yeah. people, they consider themselves an entrepreneur. It's because they're they can't find a job, so they start a lawn mowing business, right. and it's just them and occasionally their 12-year-old yeah. son to and join them. they don't even have a lawnmower. And that, <laughs> then you're really bad. <laughs> you are totally yeah. not an entrepreneur if right. you don't even have a lawnmower. You're borrowing your neighbor's lawnmowers and <laughs> right. go mow lawns. But, um, but there's um, – and I don't want to knock landscaping companies because no, sure. they are awesome. The point I'm getting at, though, is that – Truly, if your if your businesses are failing and they're falling apart, well, you can get coaching. You can right. get there are things you can do to get help to look at your business. There's there's programs out there like the Small Business Administration. They have different things yeah. you can have people come look at your business. Right. Score is I can't yeah. remember what Score stands for, but it's my dad's a um, consultant with Score. Okay, great. So people typically small business uh-huh. kind of uh, consulting. Mm-hmm. These people that have run businesses come in and help people that are trying to start a business yeah. or. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So you can get some some outside help because often if it's failing again and again, yeah. it's, it's and if you're the common denominator, well, yeah. something's going on there. Well, but what if it's really you know it's just different things <laughs> over time. Or here's the other thing I see is sometimes the business is successful enough that it almost looks like it would work. Yeah. But you're still not actually taking an income. But you're right. It's not a business. You're on the verge. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a great hobby. Mm-hmm. But it's not yet there. So then all of a sudden, there's a dad that looks at you like, are you ever going to provide for my wife, my daughter? My daughter, you? yeah. So that we're going to run into that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some are at mm-hmm. the holidays. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Because again, back to the yep. holidays, you're going to be in these yeah. tight quarters with family members. You're going to wonder what's going on. So, um, so yeah. So if you're if, again, if your business is failing, you've really stop got to stop and assess and look at how much it costs you to run the business. You have to really do a full assessment. Yeah. There's a lot of things, but I think that for the, the sake of this, if you're walking into a Christmas party or a Thanksgiving party or whatever it is, um, to be talking about. Um, the future of where things are going, but not be so pie in the sky that people feel like, okay, you're a loser because you're not being realistic. You still need to be realistic. And as much as you can to turn the conversation to them and ask them about their lives, just just turn it right back on them. Uh Because people typically talk about themselves. Or what would you do? So you're in my situation. Mm -hmm. You've got Mm -hmm. a business doing this. You've got skills in this. What would you do? Mm -hmm. And perfect. people will always give you advice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sad, but they always will. Okay, so uh, where are you going for Thanksgiving? Me? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm I'm going to Southern California. Are you really? Mm-hmm. You going to get a tan? Probably not. You going to get a burn? <laughs> it's more like it. <laughs> I always got her to burn. Uh, I'm too pale for tanning. <laughs> and so um, yoga. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that in Southern California. You're not doing it? No. That's probably a great place to do it. Yeah, I probably could go to the beach, actually. I would do it on yeah. the beach. Yeah, I'm scared to do it in front of people. (laughs) 
you'll have fun with it. It's yeah. awesome. And yeah. exercise, actually, I think is a really important thing when you think about um, career and holiday because so many of us eat a lot more calories. Oh, yeah. And so if you can just seek to keep your weight the same through the holidays, That's you will feel goal. so much better. And you just – so – and I always look at it and say, okay, when people go into holiday parties and things um, – if, if you can, even eat a small meal before yeah. you go somewhere because if you filled your stomach with a big salad, you won't eat as much. I like – I call that the pre-meal. Mm-hmm. And then I <laughs> – I do that anyway. This isn't so go, you can eat more, I go Matt. everywhere I go because I'm like you never know because you don't know. Even if they say it's a meal, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't end up looking like a meal or being. Sure. So yeah. I always like to pre-eat and then I like to eat. Nice. And then when I go home, sometimes I'll post-eat. You bring little snacks back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your pocket, bag your pockets that. are full. Hey, by the way, that's probably a bad idea. Do not like put food into a bag no. and take it home. No, it's a quick, quick way to See? get fired. <laughs> Sheesh. Jen, you know all the answers. Yes, and don't don't tell your wife to bring the big purse and I need bring up. the. Yeah, I need the big Ziploc. <laughs> <laughs> you're like stuffing shrimp in your bag. Jen, you're the best. We love having you on the show. Uh, we should keep following you at Career Coach Jen. Check her out on Forbes when she contributes there and uh, moveforwardsolutions.com. That's the place to go right there. She'll help you. I will. Solutions galore plus uh, hot yoga. She'll fill you in. She'll make it happen. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back. And uh, when we come back, we're introducing a brand new holiday. You may have heard of it called Dinovember. Have you heard about this? No. Dinosaurs in November. In- oh, boy. Dinovember. It's, it's all the rage. Uh, Skyboy introduced it to us. He's in love with it. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. We uh, are now introducing a brand new holiday. It's out there. The kids are loving it. Again, I'm not quite sure if we need another holiday. But uh, do you hate fun? Our own uh, mustache Andrews joining us. Tom Selleck wannabe. Introduce Dinovember. Dinovember is the name of the new fad. Yeah, it's sort of like Movember, you know, for the mustache growing celebration month. Hold on. For dinos. Movember. That's what they call it. Okay. Never heard of it. Surprised you didn't know that. You're so hip on the uh, culture. I, I'm very hip on culture and facial hair. Never heard of Movember. Well, it's a thing. Dinovember, though, would be the November that involves dinosaurs. Yes. So here's the deal it's been making the rounds on the web yeah. and the BuzzFeed and the Facebook. And the that, whatnot. I like Maybe. that you didn't pluralize it. It wasn't the Facebooks yes. and the BuzzFeeds. Well, I, I only have the one. I know, right? That's so, true. Good point. Uh, but basically, here's the deal. These two parents love their kids. Their kids have dinosaur yes. figures. How old are these kids? I'm not sure. I'd guess. Dinovember seems there, to die more, when, they're young, when they're older. Well, you would, you would think that. But I'm guessing... Like five, six, okay. seven okay. years old. Yeah. And there's two of them, I think. Two sons. But I, I could this be wrong about- how it started. A couple, two sons with dinosaurs. I, I could be wrong about any or all of those facts. Okay. But the parents 
take the dinosaurs, yes. and in the month of November, they try to convince their kids that the dinosaurs can come to life in November. Okay. What they do is every night in November, they take the dinosaurs and they they help them get into trouble around the house for the kids to discover in like the they'll morning. They'll make a mess. Yes. For example, uh, one one of the pictures is the dinosaurs have busted into a box of cereal. There's cereal everywhere. One of the oh. dinosaurs is chewing on some cardboard. Interesting. All, all kinds yes. of all kinds of mess. Okay. You know, was, they should really make a movie about toys that come to life. Oh my heavens! When, uh, like, no and then the Green Army oh. men could go kill the dinosaurs. Whoa! 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 That match changed directions really fast. Well, I'm that, just saying, if we're if we're gonna get if we're gonna get the toys involved, we probably ought to get the Green Army men out. They are they're, classic. They're classic, and you know how hard it is to stand in that pose that long. I mean, really hard, by the g- way. Great performance by those guys. So if I was doing Dinovember, I would probably not do Dinovember because my kids don't have dinosaurs, but You'd be army men. Army versus Dinovember. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, so so you can you can find these online. If you if you looked up Dinovember, you'd find But is there really a so there's a lot of people doing this now? I don't I don't know if it's a trend, but it I should thought it was be. picking up. Yeah, it's prob- probably going probably, to. probably going to. Because yeah. they I mean, they got creative with some of these. Um there was one the dinos started a band really two of them were sharing a set of headphones one of them was on guitar someone had a drum set wow please tell me a t-rex was on guitar no it was barney not sure it was barney the dinosaur that dude could sing there was also the night they got into the toilet paper really that was a big mess yeah which uh the parents used to cover up for their cat actually decimating the uh toilet paper really they oh, just yes. stuck the dinosaurs. Like, oh, like, dinosaurs oh it's, already, it. it's already a mess. <laughs> Good. Uh, Cover this up. Put this mess to but use. But how fun for these kids, right? Yeah. Now I, I would be thrilled. To what see about this. the day they find out that the dinosaurs really didn't come to life? Hypothetically, how well, do you know they didn't? What happened when you found out about Santa? Hmm? What are you talking about? Spoiler alert! Santa. Whoa! Whoa! whoa. Okay, stop whoa. right there. Hey, here's the deal. This is this is worse than the dinos versus army men. My I think this is corporate America trying to sell more dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. They put this family up to it there we and go. they're trying to sell more dinosaurs. It's going to work. I'm serious. It's like Elf on a Shelf, which I had never heard about and then oh. a few years ago, so now all these people are buying an elf uh hypothetically the elves automatically appear. The kids know the elves just appear. And then these elves sit around the house and they disappear and they go to different rooms. But if the kids are naughty, the elf doesn't appear. So now it's just another way to get kids to behave. Wait, now this elf, do you like put it on? You don't do, you, do you anything. Put it, so it, it, it appears on a shelf. Yes. Does it automatically zero in visually on a child? So like a kid walks into the room and, and this elf just turns his... No, because and see, it starts elves, staring at it. The elves don't move, but you, can, my kids do say that they can see that the elf is checking them out and staring at them. But the uh, the elf actually doesn't move his head. Really? Because I think he that... goes rigid, but you can't touch him. If you touch him, he'll like never come back or something. Right. So this Dinovember is like a lot of arbitrary rules to this elf. I know. That's that why rule it also applies understand. to lots of my dates. If you, <laughs> if you if you touch them, they will never return ever. That's right. That's why we call that Diana November for Diana. you. Diana. <laughs> but I think I think Diana November is a I think it's something a great maneuver. Why well, aren't you doing that for us? Well, honestly, 
because I just learned about it. Well, the closest thing you can do is like move the buttons on the board and be like, <laughs> oh, look, dinos. The radio spirit's been here. I did get you involved in some great apps over the year. That's true. So I don't want to throw dinosaurs out there now. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're coming back. Dr. Paul Jenkins is going to be joining us. He's going to straighten us out, that's for sure. He's going to give us some tools, some ideas about the holidays. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking holiday work and family balance. Such a tough thing to get it all done. You know, there's a lot of stress at this time of year, a lot of pain, a lot of problems, a lot of people you got to visit that you don't think you really want to visit. But your wife says you have to, so you do it. We've brought on Dr. Paul Jenkins to help us today. He's got a degree in clinical psychology and philosophy from Brigham Young University. He is the... uh, the voice of the podcast Live on Purpose and the book that will be coming out when? That's right. It's scheduled for the spring. Spring of 2014. 2014. Probably March, maybe April. And you're calling that? Pathological Positivity. Pathological Positivity. Check it out. Yes. In the bookstores in spring of 2014. And you can find out more at his website, drpauljenkins.com. Dr. P., That's what they call you. Glad to be back, man. Good to have you here. Why is it that the holidays are stressful? I think it's all the sugar. You know, that probably has something to do with it. We eat like pigs. Mm -hmm. That That's one thing. Tons of expectation. Tons of financial stress. Because you got to pay for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's some kind of an expectation around Mm -hmm. spending a lot. Family traditions. Mm -hmm. So you got to go to your family and all these people sit there and say... um, they're assuming you're going to be like you used to be, like just a malleable little yeah. gullible child. And, and you kind of revert to that in yeah. some ways, yeah, too. Yeah, you do. You name call. You... It's like you turn into somebody else when you get back with your original family. Right. Isn't that weird? And you do. You almost mm-hmm. take your seat as the gullible, spoiled. I was the baby and I was the spoiled. They called me the golden boy. So I take that seat. I'll go mm-hmm. and I'll just, I just let them serve me. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of you. But it's interesting. They all like to know. They like to think that I was the spoiled one. Mm-hmm. They also like to take care of me. So all, right. they're all sisters. And all my sisters, they actually like to take care of me because they all took care of me growing up. Yeah. And everybody falls into those that's same it. old roles yeah. that they were used to. Yeah. It's, some of that's just simple neurophysiology. What do you mean? That was a lot of those. That was a lot of big words. Right I know, there. especially for a Thursday. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Neurophysiology is just meaning how your brain operates. Right. It's normal. It, it sets up what we call neural pathways, cruise control, autopilot. Those are the paths that are like etched in our brain. Yeah. Ish. It's like programmed in. Okay. Yeah. So anything that you do repeatedly over time gets programmed in to one of these circuits, these right. neural pathways. Okay. And, and so it's not even a conscious process. You uh-uh. just do it automatically. Yeah. It's well, kind of like walking. It's like it's so your brain makes it more efficient. You don't have to yeah, think exactly. this through. Just do the pathway. Do the pattern. Yeah, don't bother the part of your brain that does the thinking. Just get it programmed in, and then it can be autopilot. So do we have a we have a Christmas pattern? We oh, have yeah. a holiday pattern. Uh huh. We have a Thanksgiving pattern. We have an extended family pattern. It's so true. 
I mean, it's true yeah. because like, like you can get into this routine where you walk into your family or your extended family the same way every time. You even mm-hmm. have the same feeling. You might even have that same right. like pit in your gut that's like, ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Let's get and this And the funny over thing with. is this is all in your imagination. I know. No, it's real. It's in them. They're messed uh, up. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we say, huh? Well, think about all of the angst and the anticipation and the fear and the dread uh, it, it might be excitement, too. I mean, it can yeah. go positive or oh, negative, sure. but that's all based on your imagination of what's coming. No, see, because you say that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like I'm making this up. The, they, these people are crazy. Well, you have plenty of experience to back up your current imagination. Yeah. See, so if I get, really, if I'm just – think about this. Right now, somebody out there is thinking, oh, I hate – I hate Thanksgiving. Oh, those people, they just drive me crazy. They're crazy, and they're so rude or whatever. Yeah. yeah. By the way, all of that is forward thought, right? That's what I mean by imagination. It's not real yet. No. It may have been based on some past. Yeah, you may well have experienced something like that in the past, but mm-hmm. you're imagining it now. Which is what induces the stress now? Which is what causes your feeling now. Interesting. So if anyone's stressed about the holidays right now, mm-hmm. it's not based in today. It's based in history and potential future. And your imagination of what's coming. Love that. Yeah. See, but then who do I blame? Because I like the other way because then I can just blame them because they obviously created this. Right, because they are obviously messed up. Well, yeah. Mm Because I'm a good person. I don't have these problems with anyone at work. Right. I don't have them with my family. I only have them with these people that I go to Thanksgiving with. Mm Mm-hmm. That's our, see our thoughts. So we can play a little mental game around that. Okay, let's play. Uh, we get it in our head that we have to feel a certain way. Yeah. We're not even thinking that consciously. It just seems to happen automatically to us. We think about going to the event, the family event, the holiday event, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And if, and if you've got a sense of dread around that, you don't feel like you have a lot of control. But when you realize that it's because of your imagination, then you can play this little game. Okay. So, so what if... So, Matt, you and I are authors. We yes. write books yep. and, and share ideas that way. What if I had just finished a book that's called The Ten Top Ways That Our Families Drive Us Crazy During the Holidays <laughs> by Dr. Paul? That sounds Jenkins. good. I would read that. Yeah, right. I would. So I send it into the editor, and the editor's like, oh, this is a pretty good book. Um, it's kind of heady, you yeah. know, pretty academic. Yeah. We really need some real live examples. And I'm thinking, man, my family is pretty much perfect. I never have those experiences. Hey, but my buddy Matt. Yeah, call me. Man, his is all messed up. Oh, yeah. So I come to you and I say, Matt, I got a deal for you. I got to do this because my book rides on it. Okay. Oh, boy. I got to have real life examples. I'm going to send you in there undercover with a digital recorder and I'll pay you $200. What? For every example you can actually record for me. Will you do that for me? You cannot afford me. I need the examples. <laughs> My family will be so happy. So just okay, yeah, so the huge. game part of this, how does that change how you feel about going to the event? Now I'm excited. I'm going to make money on these people. Now some people will still say, oh, I'm still not going to enjoy it. Oh, really? Yeah, 200 bucks. And would example. you be mildly disappointed 
Yeah. If they didn't pull oh, yeah. off all of that goofy stuff, that no, they I'd probably. Do. I'm going to poke them till they do. Yeah, I'm going right? to keep irritating them till they <laughs> and act then crazy. Just sit back and just make sure but your record button. So pushed. you're basically having us think another way. If we create another incentive about the event, we'll feel differently. It's really just another story that's different than that you're a victim you create in, in your own mind, and it's all imagination anyway. Well, the reality is, honestly, as you were telling me that. I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't have a lot of stories. I I wouldn't mm-hmm. even as I'm thinking, because the stories aren't happening twenty in a in a day. They're happening twenty over a lifetime. Yeah, and I never forget any of them. Right, and I'd play them out as if they all would happen in one event. But even if I went, yes. I'd most get one good one, story, maybe two, and usually none. Yeah, right. Most of the time, things go fairly normally. Well, part of it, too, is because I also know what to avoid. So I already know going to this thing, not to talk to this one. Don't sit there too long or you'll never leave. Do this, do this. You already know Mm -hmm. how to rotate it and move it. So you're basically saying my pain is my story Mm -hmm. and my inability to let it go. Right. See, that's what I don't like about you, Dr. P, because you always make it about me. (sighs) When is it going to be everyone else's fault? <laughs> like you've always thought it was. Like it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And you'll joke about that a little bit. But you know, the the bad news is also the good news. Right. Because if you have something to do with this, what does that mean? You can fix it. Maybe there's some choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Why do we like that story, though? Why would I? Mm. Why would I keep a story that basically makes me weak, basically makes everyone evil around yeah. me? That's really not verifiably true to the degree I believe it. In the victim mentality, that is the release from responsibility. Because I don't have to be responsible. I don't have to carry that burden as long as I can blame Mm. someone or something else for how I'm feeling. But that just seems – I thought humans were so much – like we want more control of our lives. I thought we were more proactive mm. than that. But that's maybe the and illusion. Yet we're huh? constantly giving it up and blaming through blame. Yeah. And it's the blame where we give up the control. We think that taking responsibility means that we're blaming ourselves. Right. But blaming ourselves and responsibility aren't the same thing. I like to break it into two words, response, ability. Yeah, I love that. It's your ability to respond to things. You've got some agency here. You yeah. can actually make a difference in what your outcomes are. I guess you could have them looking – you could look for any story. Mm-hmm. Give me – you. I think you've brought it up before. Just look for counter data. Look for data mm-hmm. that's counter your your theory. And actually right. – so if I paid you $300, not two, $300 to bring me a story to counter your top five complaints – Right. Bring me evidence. Bring me evidence that these people are amazing. Yeah, but I'll pay, and I'll pay you more. That here's, would be interesting. Here's another tri- and we talked about this on one of the episodes recently about a gratitude exercise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a first aid version, there's a maintenance version. The first aid version is 255. 25 five, 5 means 5 days. Okay. And for each of the next 5 days Think of 25 original, unique things for which you are sincerely grateful. Oh, I love that. And make sure that half of them are about this challenge issue. The other half could be about anything at all. Okay. But can you imagine coming up with 13 things that you are grateful for related to, in this example, that extended family dynamic? 
Oh, but you know, see, some people, yeah, but there's nothing, Paul. Really? And that, that's the whole, yeah. And then we play another little mental game. Right. Okay, Matt, I know that there's nothing, but if there were something, what would it be? Well, it might be. You see how that switches yeah, another little exactly. switch in your mind. So uh, coming up with the gratitude for five days in a row, 25 things. That's discipline. And then the maintenance is three things for 21 days. Three things a day uh-huh. for 21 days. For 21 days. I love that. And that sets a habit of gratitude. When you've got the gratitude channel on, you're not so focused on all your grievances. Right. The grievances channel is more like cops. Yeah. Well, notice both channels have 24-7 programs. Uh-huh. They do, totally. You can watch it anytime you want. It's really true, isn't it? So whatever you're playing, you're, you're feeling. Mm-hmm. What you focus on, you feel. I, I really love the idea of um, change your story. Right. I mean, really, if I was paying you $300 to find good things that counteract the story you tell, mm-hmm. uh, facts, examples where your in-laws did exactly the opposite mm-hmm. of what you say they do, um, you'll find the data. And you could find it. Oh, it'll be there. It's just conditioning, isn't it? And then you get more yeah. used to looking for it, and then you find it. You know what? I had a couple that came to see me for some marriage coaching, and he brought a binder. I know. Anytime they bring a book, they they can't bring evidence. Once they bring evidence, you're dead. Okay. (laughs) Dr. Paul, you got to see this. And he whips it open, and it's all of the evidence that his wife is evil. I made a list of 100 things I don't like about my wife that I she would change. I know, right? You're like, ugh. And how's she feeling about it right Um, about now? Yeah. So I fired him. Did you? Yeah. Just him? Well... I fired him as the prosecuting attorney. Oh, good. And then rehired him as the defense. Oh, I love that. Did I he said, do you're it? Could he do it? You're assigned. I want an equally thick binder of the evidence that this woman is amazing. Did he do it? No. He, by the way, he wouldn't. He can't. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. What would happen if he had? Oh, then, he's, then, it's his, then it's him. Do you think it's possible for him to find? Oh, yeah. Some positive things about his wife? Yeah. Just talk to the kids. Talk to the family. Talk to the neighbors. Talk to the church people at your church. And everyone's got Focus stuff. and pay attention to something mm-hmm. different, not what you were so obsessed about. Had he done that, they would have stayed married. But See, they didn't. But people right. are out there. I can already hear it. Well, oh, that's all great gobbledygook. Paul. Yeah. But you don't know. Fluffy philosophy. You don't know my husband. Right. He really – so let's take – I know. Let's take somebody that really is a jerk. Okay, like f- full on data of yes, being master a jerk. manipulator, spawn of Satan, mm-hmm. with pure yep. definition, jail time, and evidence, video evidence. Yes, and you caught him an affair and a pornography habit. Yes, okay, let's okay. pile it on. There we go. Okay, and an underbite. Yes, okay, just to throw it all in. There. Halitosis and chronic halitosis. If that's all for, if that's real, he really is troubled, manipulative, even if he has a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. A real diagnosis. Borderline personality. A real one. Okay, like they, he's been... Exactly. That's a great point. Uh, he's, he's been diagnosed by a therapist, borderline personality. You're telling me... A therapist with a degree. Le, three degrees. And a license. Two doctorates. If that's true, I'm you're telling you. me, Paul, mm-hmm. that if I change my story, that's going to make him better... 
Hmm. What's your answer? My answer is yes. <gasps> to who? That's an excellent question right. because this judgment of better is something that's going on inside of your own mind. It's you. And if you see him in a more positive light, he is better yeah. in your judgment. And you will feel better. By the way, this yeah. is my favorite point. You can still leave him. Yeah. You can leave him hating him, thinking he's an evil spawn of Satan who's just sent here to suck the life out of you and have t- has taken all agency from you. Mm-hmm. Or you can even leave him recognizing he's sick mm-hmm. and hurt and broken and doesn't know how to relate to somebody. Or you could stay either way. But mm-hmm. in reality, you choose how you interpret it, which chooses how you feel it, which chooses what you do with it. That's the point. Cause, but you don't want to leave with just the easy low brain thought that ah, he's just a jerk. Oh my gosh. Well, I did child custody evaluations for yeah. the court for about 15 years. Which is, by the way, the worst job on earth. I it's think. yuck work. But it's it's very important because so yeah. you help parents, you evaluate all conditions and then you come up with a recommendation for the court. And, and thereby helping kids who have no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. So in this time that I spent doing these child custody evaluations, and really it, it, I have to chuckle when people say, oh, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't understand my situation. Right. I'm like, you know what? After two decades of clinical psychology, you can't shock me. Right. <laughs> I've really heard some of the darnest yeah. crap you can imagine. Right. And here's a dynamic that happens. It's called cognitive dissonance, yeah. which you're familiar with. And that's, that's a mismatch in what you're experiencing and what you believe. Right. Okay. So is it okay to be divorced from a really great person. There's the dissonance. There's the dissonance. Yeah. So they create an ex-spouse to hate. They they have to make they have to make it so there's not dissonance. They have to make right. a harmony, even if it's a negative harmony. Yeah, and it's okay exists. to be separated or divorced from an a evil, jerk. right? Jerk. Or just a user. Yeah. 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 So that we conjure the story. And it's not even a real person. Right. It's a fabrication of your imagination. That's right. huge. And you know what? It's harder to see in yourself, but think about your ex-spouse. Right. How well do they really know you? Well, right. Well, and look at how they conjured you're an evil spawn. Exactly. And in reality, you're not. So who do they hate? That, yeah, they're just in dissonance. Some, someone that they fabricated yeah. in their own mind. And who wouldn't hate yeah. that? It's easier to see in someone else, always. See, this guy and I have the same problem. He conjures stuff in me that doesn't exist. He likes. He pretends like I don't. I, I don't like him. He's got a very active, huh? very active imagination. As cute as can be, though. Cute as a button. <laughs> Paul, great job, my friend. Go check out Paul's website, drpauljenkins.com. Also, go listen to his podcasts on that website. Live on purpose. Radio. Radio. dot com. dot com. dot org. dot net. Yeah. Dot com. Fun stuff. Uh, thanks, Paul. Are you going to stick around with us? We got one more bit here. Sure. This is uh, when we come back, we're going to play a game thumbs up or thumbs down. I brought my thumbs. Work parties. With this work party, uh, could you pull this one off? This okay. is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back. Paul, what music does this remind you of? There was a show on in the 70s. I'm thinking 70s. Totally 70s. (laughs) 
with Rowan and Martin. Remember, it was a and they laugh in, laugh on, laugh in. Rowan and Martin. Yeah, I believe that. I'm partial to British panel shows, so you're, I don't I know. know you're like honest. Benny Hill. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, we're going to do our game. It's called Thumbs Up or Thumbs Down. We are trying to put together a company party, a team party, and so we're, we've made a game of it. Merritt yeah. has put together a list of potential parties. I have a list of, yeah, party ideas. So party games, And we're just going to give you thumbs up, thumbs down. Everybody gets to vote. Yeah. And the winner, that's the program we're going to do. So I might have specifically chosen some of these because they weren't good, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. Ready? Um, Bad parties can be good. To start with. Okay. This one is called Follow the Leader. Well, that'd be a great start. Let's try that (laughs) one. Follow the Leader. Follow the Leader. I think you might have played it, but I'm going to read the instructions anyway. Okay. Select one person in the party to be your designated leader and keep an eye on him or her. As the party resumes, you'll be responsible for copying the leader. For example, if the leader starts tapping his foot, yeah. everyone should start tapping their foot too. Okay, that's a great like <laughs> five-minute game. Five minutes. But I think that would be fun. Let's do that one. <laughs> Not the whole <laughs> evening. That, that would get boring in about a minute. Okay. But I, I vote that Sky's our leader. Well, wait a minute. I have a question. Does the leader know that they're the leader? I better not. That we, would be more fun. We vote on them. Okay. Let's not vote for Sky. <laughs> that would be like that would be like a good new person in the office. Yeah. Okay. I think that would <laughs> kind be, of thing. That just reminds me of preschool. Don't we have a better game? It's like when you take Girl Scouts Skype or what are the snipe? Snipe hunting. Snipe, snipe hunting. hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a snipe head on my. On my wall. Yeah. I got one. Did you feed it gummy bears yeah. to get it? That's what they always told us. Snipes <laughs> like gummy bears. No. Like, I don't believe that. <laughs> get it. Okay. Okay. Let's not do that. Let's do okay. snipe hunting. This one. Ready? I have another one. This one, um, I guess it's kind of a game, but it's employee awards. Okay. Yeah. So the Dundies. It's the end of the year, so it's the perfect time to thank their employees for their hard work, Matt. Yes. So you can download award templates and then fill them in. And you have to make sure that everybody's recognized. I love it. So That's some, the Dundee Awards from the office. Sometimes it might be, yeah. It might be, you know, have to be. We'll make up, yeah. Skies might have to be farther away from truth, but that's okay. No, skies are always on. If anyone decides to do a most improved... Actually, no. We should make a rule. Ban the most improved phrase. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. No most improved. Most improved because of what that implies. Exactly. It right. means it means you used to suck. Yeah, now you're you don't the least much. messed up. You don't up. suck as much <laughs> as you used to. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm thumbs up on that one. You're thumbs up on that one. Thumbs Woo-hoo! up. Recognition is always it. a great thing. Thanks, guys. Okay, this one is called Noah's Ark. Are you kidding? I found it on the internet, Matt. So now we're it's animals. It's a valid idea. Okay. And they're coming okay. two by two. Bring a partner. Okay. Create two sets of animal cards and pass them out to all of the participants. I'm liking this Each one. person has to find their matching card. So the person with their matching card talking without talking. Wait, wait. That's not the phrase. <laughs> it says without talking in the human language. Whatever that is. So you have to sound like a goat. <laughs> you can use without talking your in the human animal language. language. If you're a yeah, goat. So I guess you, yeah. you can use your animal language if you have one. Spirit animal. Well, like okay. Tarzan all over again. But 
make sure you have a referee who can judge each couple once they've found each other. And then you have to keep playing until everyone has found their office mate. So basically you get assigned an animal and you have to act like said animal until you find the person who is also your animal. Well, this actually just sounds like our our pre-show meeting. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a lot like that. Lots of frustration, weird noises, <laughs> yeah. and confusion. Yeah. With somebody judging chaos. you. Yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of judging. <laughs> With some judging. Going That's on. good. Okay. Uh, any others? That one. That one's a good one for a minute. <laughs> for, <laughs> for a minute. For, so, wait. Are you too. giving that a thumbs down? Because I feel like that should be a more dramatic I think moment. that's. Well, I think that's a. Uh, that's going to be a th- thumb down. Thumbs down. Okay. One I'm glad because down. I really don't want to play that game. Thank you, Sky. Again. <laughs> okay. Let's do this one. This one is called Pinata. This has got to be the last you one. You have to have a pinata. A pinata. I love pinatas. No, the game is called Pinata. Oh. Because it oh, has instructions. It's not an actual game. Do we get to hit people? No. It says uh, String them up. <laughs> it says get one standard pinata at a grocery store yes. and a heavy object to hit it, like a bat. Right. Okay. I like this. Stuff the pinata with some candy or other prizes okay. and hang it from the ceiling with a strong piece of rope. And then you hit it until it breaks. So. I like it. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. it. Thumbs up on that. That sounds like okay. the actual pinata game. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Imagine that. <laughs> but it says, for a fun twist, paste pictures of your coworkers on the face of the pinata. That sounds fun. Oh, that I actually know. sounds like HR would get involved. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Okay. I think we've Which got is- it. <laughs> We're doing a piñata party. There you go. Sky, will you get on the piñata? Like, get on it, like, buy it, or have my face on it? I want you to sit on the piñata while we're trying to hit Oh, physically get on the piñata. Can I fight back? <laughs> yes, we'll give you... Yes, I will do that. We'll give you a club. Good show, kids. Holiday work and family balance. That's it, folks. Uh, hope we're all prepared now to balance our lives and our families through the holiday season. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.